Welcome to a special Senior Day edition of Diamond Niners Weekly. This is Nick, here with Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. Producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, guys. We um, we, we are still here. It's, it's still baseball season to us, and we're doing everything we can to keep the Niner baseball content flowing for you. Um, been been an interesting week. We're even having some technical difficulties here, some some challenges. It's it's almost like everyone is at home with nothing to do, and everyone's on the internet. So the internet's been a little wonky all day, um, honestly. And Google's been having problems, all that stuff. Anyway, we're going to soldier through the best we can. Hopefully, we are coming through live on Facebook right now. Um, if if we are, and you can hear that, uh, jump in the comments and, and let producer Brad know that like it's working and stuff. And um, either way, we're, we're gonna we're gonna podcast this for you tomorrow. But what we want to do is, it's been a week since we were with you, and we're making our commitment to come back every week. And, and Coach Woodard is is in on that as well. Um, and so, in the week since we were with you last, um, well. Maybe not a whole lot has happened. We're still waiting on some news. Um, there was there were a couple of news stories today. We saw that the NCAA is 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 having to reduce its payout to universities as a result of losing things like the NCAA tournament and March Madness. Um, I think the revenue pro- projected revenue was about six hundred million, and and they're only going to distribute about two hundred and twenty five. So that's a story worth watching. Um, another story that we had, had talked about last week is, and maybe maybe Coach Woody will have. Uh, maybe a few updates on this, but um, the, uh, the 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 various councils at the NCAA level uh, were talking about uh, potential eligibility relief for seniors in spring sports, which would include baseball players, of course. And nothing has been decided on that yet. We're waiting on a vote, which may come as soon as tomorrow. Um, but no news on that. <clears throat> and then the other thing, then that that we're keeping an eye on that. Well, it may there's there's lots of rumors on, but nothing uh, definite is what's going to end up happening with the MLB draft. I think the only thing we can say safely right now is it is not happening in Omaha, um, and the rest of it is up in the air. When will it be? How will it be? How many rounds? All that is is conjecture at this point. Um, as we get any clarity, we'll bring we'll we'll bring things to you as like things become like actual facts. Uh, Coach Woody, you got any you got anything to add to that? No, I think you I think you covered it. Um, covered a lot of ground. I mean, we're just again, we're all like the whole world's in that this unprecedented state of started and um, you know, it just everyone's trying to make reason of it all. And you know, as soon as you start, people start trying to put timelines on things. You start you. you you start looking a little bit further to like a medium and long-term timelines and they're still all very unclear. So whether that's with the senior relief or the major league draft or, you know, just being able to go outside and go to a restaurant. I mean, it's all, um, you know, the world is from play right now. And so, you know, all of our leaders at the NCAA and our administration and, our coaches here at Charlotte, we're all just trying to make, make the best of it all. Yeah, and, and and basically the answer to everything right now is we'll know what we know when we know it. And and that pretty much applies to, well, pretty much any topic you want to come up with. Um, and, you know, yeah. Kevin, we were, we were talking about this earlier. Um, it's You feel um, – on one hand, we want to keep a sense of normalcy as much as possible. On the other hand, we realize that that things are way more serious than college baseball podcasting right now. Um, but still, we're we're a college baseball show. We're a, we're a Charlotte baseball show, so that's what we do, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Got to get our relief now from uh, all that's going on in the world. So this is a good way to, to get away from that for a little bit, maybe an hour, and um, and talk about some Niner baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of in terms of some of those two in the short term, it does seem like we'll get some short term clarity at least of of what could potentially shake out with the uh, the extra year of eligibility for either the seniors um, as well as uh, you know all other NCAA spring sport athletes um, and what that looks like if that's you know if that's possible. So I think 
I think conferences and athletic directors are, are meeting throughout the country tomorrow. And I think that the committee will meet and, and you know, they'll, they'll hope have a very challenging vote on Monday. Um, I think it's pretty split. Um, you know, again, I'm optimistic that at least seniors will hopefully have some form of opportunity. Um, I don't know what that's going to, if that does pass and it is permissible for the seniors to have another year or players have another year. I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like in terms of universities being able to, to fit the bill because, you know, as you touched on earlier, it's, uh, you know, economic impact, not only in NCAA athletics, but just academics and across the world is all connected. So, you know, I don't know if that's going to, you know, if there's going to be the same scholarships available, any scholarships available, you know, again, we won't, we're not going to know those details until, you know, the next week or two. And I think that's a good segue into what we wanted to do tonight. Um, Every, uh, every year we've done this show um, heading into the last weekend of the of the regular season, we do a uh, a senior day edition or the last home weekend anyway, um, and just spend an entire show um, highlighting uh, the people that have put so much into the program in terms of our seniors. We have nine of them this year. Um, <clears throat> it's way way too early in the in the year to be honoring these guys, but um, we're dealing with what we we're dealing with. Um, what we thought we would do tonight, and again, just like as Coach was just saying, we don't know. There, there's just a lot of things we don't know about seniors getting a year back and how that looks and how that works. But regardless of that, uh, we don't really need a good excuse to talk about about these guys and, and what all they've meant to the program. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and, and, and go ahead with the Senior Day edition here. And, and talk about the seniors and what they've meant to the program and kind of share some memories. And this is um, – <clears throat> honestly, Kevin, this is usually an episode I look forward to every year. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm just used to looking forward to it in May. Yeah, and like I said, who knows? Maybe we'll be doing the exact same thing a year from now. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens in the next few days or next few weeks or months. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Always enjoy uh, talking about these guys, and uh, uh, they've been a lot to the program. So here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> Coach Woodard uh, tweeted out. He sent out a series of tweets um, last week, I believe it was, Coach. And there are you, – you've seen the hashtag, nine across the chest, and there are nine letters in Charlotte. And as it turns out, there are nine seniors on the baseball team. And he attached that we, we've talked about the the uh, the acronym for Charlotte um, that that the staff is using. We're going to follow that. We're going to follow Coach Woodard's lead here and work through the players. So we, well, first we started talking about do we do them in alphabetical order? Do we do them in jersey order number? But no, we're going to do them in the order that that they appeared in the Charlotte acronym that Coach Woodard tweeted out last week. So with that, Kevin, why don't you um, why don't you get us started off? And uh, you know, ironically enough, well, no, I mean, fittingly enough, let me say, fittingly enough, in the leadoff spot. Let's um, well, let's go through the, the, the Charlotte, but not across the chest, real quick. Yeah. Um, C was for character. H humility. A accountability. The R for relentless. L is loyalty. O opportunity. The first T is toughness. T tenacity, and the E is energy. Um, and like I said, leading off force um, with character. And uh, Coach tweeted about Todd Elwood, would he? Uh, talk about character. Um, Todd, a four-year guy here. He's uh, a product. Indian Trail with the Piedmont High School. Um, he uh, last year led led our team batting average, um, table setter for scored thirty-two runs for us last year. This year, uh, started every game in center, uh, batting two eighty-six on the season. Scored, I think he was up there top two of runs scored on our team, thirteen runs. Uh, seven ribbies, two stolen bases. Um, like coach, uh, coaching staff recognized Todd um, before the season started with the prestigious uh, gold standard locker label. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, four-year guy, local guy, meant a lot to the program. Um, can't talk about Todd Elwood. Not talking about Angie Elwood, 
the hashtag squad mom squad mom uh, shout out yeah and uh Tom's dad brett um his brother brad brad elwood played here for the niners his other brother john played ball at pfeiffer so uh, a lot of baseball played in the elwood family for sure um coach you want to say a few things about Todd elwood yeah, I mean, you summed it up pretty well. Just, I mean, he's he's a, he's a legacy, passionate family for the program. Um, can't say enough. And then, I mean, I've I'm finishing up my first year here, and the Elwood family has been involved with Charlotte baseball for, you know, here four years with with Todd and and years with Brad and and um, you know, so there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Elwood stock in place here in Charlotte baseball before I even got here. And they've just been incredibly welcoming to myself and the new members of our coaching staff. And, um, you know, all the, I know we've, we've had new players, our freshman players, our transfer players this year that I've witnessed. And I've just seen how welcoming that their family has been and, you know, making them feel at home and, 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 you know, in place here. Um, it's just been, it's just been really special to see. So yeah. in our opening team meeting in January, we announced Todd as our as our first gold standard player, um, which is the highest honor of our program um, in terms of the locker labels and the status. Um, it's got to be unanimous by our coaching staff, all five of us, um, to get there. And um, he's one of three now. Um, and again, there's other guys that aren't there that are on the way, but he was the first one. Um, and and yeah, it just, I mean, it, it's, it starts with character. That's what we talk about in our program all the time that, and character to us is, is, you know, what you do when nobody's watching and um, without character in our program, you know, we don't have, we don't really have much of a chance. So Woody's displayed that since the beginning. Um, I think, I think his brother, Brad, well, his family did as well. So, um, you know, he, he's just, He's the same every day. I think, I think he gets out of class at like 11, 15 most days. And I think he grabs a bite to eat. And I, one, one memory I have of this past year with, with Todd is I, I think if I, if I look down at 1230 into the iron, the, you know, the old iron Mike cage out there outside the hit facility that, that Charlotte hitters and B Rob and those guys have been hitting off up for years. It's 1230 on a weekday. You can see Todd Elwood just taking hacks off the machine right there. And he'd be out there by himself. Nobody else is out there. And, you know, that's just him. I don't you know, our office has moved up top so we could see, but you know, he, he's, he's very consistent in his approach to not only the game, but, but life and how he goes about things. So, you know, his, the, the his, his future and the things that he's going to do, are, you know, he's going to do some incredible things inside and outside of the game. Um, whenever his, done, his time is done playing here, but um, I just think I think the world of Todd, I think, and, and the Elwood family, and I'm just so appreciative that I've gotten to have a year here, um, being his coach. What what I think is um, is ironic, coach, about you uh, you bringing up him being in the cages out there and, and, and working with Iron Mike. Um, it, I was just thinking as you were talking, it's a real shame that uh, that Todd's probably not listening because they have a cage in their backyard and there's no way it, the sun's still up, so he's not listening. He's 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 in the cage out back. Well, I have I have a missed call here from once we just started up. I think he was I think he was working today. I think I think he's got I think he's got a little bit of a job right now, so he was calling me on his way home from work. So. Um, Woody, I'll call you back when I get off of this. Um, <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't be surprised me at all if he gets home and he starts hitting. I mean, that's just, you know, he works incredibly hard. He's an attention to detail kid, doesn't take a day off, doesn't take a rep off. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's vocal when he needs to be vocal and he leads by example on a daily basis. All right. So let's, uh, let's move over to the, the, H, uh, the H in Charlotte, <clears throat> the humility. Uh, in that spot, you put Riley Zayacek. Um, we didn't get as much of a chance to get to know Riley um, in, in his brief time here. He's um, a, a somewhat local product from Mount Olive, North Carolina, Lake Norman High School, not too far from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, played his first three years at UNC Wilmington and came to Charlotte, came to the Niners as a grad transfer. 
Um, appeared in five games before the season was cut short. Um, honestly, just just my take on this is is he had a uh, look like a guy with a big bat that I felt like was before the season was over was going to have an opportunity to step into some key moment and make some big play uh, before the season was over. That was just the way I was was reading it. I had that kind of feeling about him, but all that's out the window. Um, and his parents, are Richard and Brett, and he has one brother, Sam. So tell us tell us a little bit about Riley. Yeah, so Riley, Riley and I, we go, we go back to my, my coaching days at, um, at Virginia Tech. Like my first year as an assistant coach at Virginia Tech, I recruited Riley a little bit there. Um, and just he ended up staying in state and, and going to the East Coast to play at UNC Wilmington. But I had many conversations with Riley when he was a high school player, gosh, probably six years ago, five, six years ago. So, um, we had that relationship prior and then, um, you know, he obviously played at UNC Wilmington for four years and got to have a senior day there, um, for, for a great coaching staff and a great program with coach staff and coach hood and then enrolled, um, coach Robinson did a fantastic job recruiting him to come in here and help us this past this winter break. And he, he enrolled, um, to be a grad student upon graduation from Wilmington, um, into a, um, business program here at Charlotte. And so, and that's not, and that's tough. Too. So, you know, he came in here over winter break. He was in our first team meeting. Um, you know, I mean, he had previously been in a school for four years with whole sets of teammates and a bunch of guys that I had knew. I actually knew just from the recruiting process or, or a couple guys that actually played at UNC for me that transferred to UNC Wilmington. So there was a lot of connections between, you know, myself and Riley prior to coming in here, but he didn't have a whole lot of connections with our players. So he came in in, in January to a, to a whole new team and a team that had really bonded together a ton in the fall, working out together and training together and preparing. And so um, that's just, that's a really tough thing to do. So, but it's a credit to all, you know, the players on our team and, and their makeup and, and then they just all, I felt like they all really welcomed Riley in um, to the group and Riley's, I mean, Riley is, he's kind of a, a big kind of physical looking player, but he's really kind of soft-spoken and um, he, he just, he came in and, and from day one, his attitude was, you know, he wanted to do whatever to help our team win. And um, it wasn't about him. It wasn't about him, you know, starting every day or, or DHing every day or anything like that. It was just when it, when it was, however, if it if helping us meant playing right field, if it meant pinch running, if it meant pinch hitting, if it meant, you know, just whatever it may be, just given, you know, I mean, he's a veteran guy, given the young guys some experience from his perspective, then Riley did it. So um, I just was, he's such a great kid. Um, I, I think, I think our guys really took to him pretty quickly and he's got an incredible future with, with the, the grad degree that he's going to, he's going to get from, from Charlotte here. He's already, he's already having interviews with some really great companies. Um, he's going to be incredibly successful. Um, and our coaching staff is just, you know, it, it was cut short, but we're really thankful that he came in here and, and did what he did. I mean, for us, humility, we define humility as a coaching staff is that we want our players that when the spotlight's on them to, de- to be able to deflect it to others. So, you know, Riley, Riley very easily could have come in here and he's played in NCAA tournaments and he's had success for the last four years over at UNC Wilmington. And, you know, it was, it was just from day one, it wasn't about him. He was all about the team and um, again, short time, but we, we just, our whole coaching staff loved being around him. Yeah. And, and he actually got to participate in something pretty cool. Um, when the Knights hosted the triple A all-star g- game uh, here in Charlotte, um, I actually saw him hit in the home run derby. Two high school kids were chosen to to participate in that event, and um, uh, it was one of the high school kids, and uh, he got to participate with all, all the other home run hitters out there for the AAA All Star game. So, um, yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got big time juice. He almost walked it off game two against what VCU. Yes, yes. He came in and he hit one. He hit one off the of Wells Fargo Fieldhouse. Uh, you know, we were. I thought I thought I had a chance off the bat, but I mean that's just I mean and pinch hitting stuff to do. I mean, golly, it's to come in there and 
most of his at bats were coming in off the bench um, in big spots for us. And I think on average, a, a pinch hitter's batting average goes down about 120 points. So if you're if you're a 300 hitter coming off the bench, it's it's about you're about a 180 hitter right out of the gate, just because it's that difficult to do. I'll tell you this, Coach. I remember that that specific instance against VCU, and the entire VCU dugout thought he had done it. Uh, yeah, they yeah, they, they guess, went yeah, they went really silent. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was close. It was smashed, and I've seen Riley do that before. I I've, I called pitches against Riley when he was at Wilmington, and you know we hung a change up one time, and he hit it down on the intramural field at UNC, and then he hit a triple in the right center gap, and we were at their place. Um, so I, I've he, he's he's a heck of a hitter, and um, you know it just. Uh, as time cut short, he was really about to heat up for us and do some great things. All right. Um, we're going to move on to the A. The A is uh, accountability in the nine across the chest. And uh, the A was uh, Patrick Wheeler. Um, he was a senior out of Fuquay Arena, uh, went to Holly Springs High School. I think he actually played for the, the Holly Springs Salamanders during the uh, summer ball for the, in the CPL League. But uh, came to Charlotte from Pitt. Community College, um, where he played for two years. Um, started 18 games in center field last season. Um, but had his season shortened due, due to a few injuries. He, uh, uh, one thing I remember about uh, when play that sticks out to me was um, I think it was at ODU. And um, I think it was a tie game, late innings, late innings tie game. Best were loaded. Uh, all hit, hit, hit out of the field. Uh, it's hard to tell on the Conference USA feed, but he dove for the ball uh, on the track, made the catch, uh, saved saved the runs, and uh, he, he ran into the wall at some point. Um, had to come out of the game. I think he missed a few weeks after that, but uh, Niners went on to win that game and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't have won that without, without Wheeler. Um, in 2020, he's uh, – Batting 294 and four starts this year. Um, he had one RBI, but it was a big RBI. Um, it was the RBI uh, to take the lead against NC State. Um, his parents, Andy and Carla, and he has um, three siblings, Ashley, Sydney, and Taylor. Uh, Coach, have any thoughts on Patrick Wheeler? Hmm. Yeah, one of my, one of my, he's one of the first players I met when I came to Charlotte. Um, one of my earliest memories of, of Patrick was, or Wills, I, uh, I think I had just moved into my office like the night before, like July 2nd or 3rd, right around there. And, you know, I'm out there, I'm, I'm coming in one morning. It's probably about 830 or so, July 3rd-ish, July 5th, somewhere in there. And I see, I see this like, you know, this athletic looking kid power washing the the concrete outside of well wells fargo field house and I'm like hey how's it going i'm i'm robert i'm new baseball coach he goes oh hey i'm i'm patrick i'm i'm one of your outfielders <laughs> and uh and i said really and he goes yes sir i just i'm out and i said well, what are you doing out here you know it's summer it's he goes well i've got i've got work study and um you know he was he was just around and, and with the work study and the facilities work that he did, part of it was pressure washing uh, the, the sidewalks just around the field house and keeping everything in order. And I mean, that was instantly, I was like, you know, blue collar impression. That's just, that's Patrick Wheeler and just got that kind of infectious smile and attitude and energy. And, you know, you want, you tell him to go play left, to go play center, play right pinch hit you're gonna hit first you're gonna hit ninth whatever whatever that's that's Patrick Wheeler um he's the kind of kid too like he with his seniors class schedule uh, occasionally like his it would run into our team list so you know wheels had to get in there early either at like 6 a.m or 9 a.m and work out separate from the team occasionally because of his class schedule that he needed for his classes and so um you know for me you know, account accountability came to mind because I never have to worry. I never had to worry about Patrick Wheeler as a coach. It, I mean, if, if anything, he's, I mean, he's, he's so mature. He's got such a good head on his shoulders. 
He's applied to grad schools at some really fine schools. I think he's got an opportunity as well to go to grad school here at Charlotte and, and help our administration capacity, you know, wouldn't shock me if, you know, we look up one day and Patrick Wheeler is an athletic director of some, you know, either Charlotte or some, you know, other school because uh, he's just, he's got that it factor and he cares about people and he loves sports and he's selfless. And, um, you know, I was really from a baseball side of things, I was really pleased to see his arm was much, much better this spring. He played pretty much the whole fall with kind of that injured, that injured shoulder. And I felt for him because you could just tell, like, you could just tell that like it was frustrating him at times in the fall. And then he worked his tail off with Brianna Richards, our athletic trainer and went home over winter break and worked his tail off. And he came back and it was like, I mean, it was much, much better. And so he was one of our, if not our best defensive outfielder. And so every time we were in a close game, he wasn't already in the game. Then we were going to, we were always looking to try to put him in there in the outfield because when, when we had a lead, because we felt like that was going to just the best chance to win with him out there. So, and then, you know, you fast forward to the last few games, he was kind of earned more of a, more of a starting spot. And he started and, and played really well in that Tuesday night NC state game in Raleigh and, had that opposite field base hit there to put us ahead. And you know, that was just, that was Patrick Wheeler in a nutshell, just a grinder clutch. And um, I'm just, he's again, you're going to hear, we have such a great group of seniors and, you know, I'm just, you're going to hear me say it with all of them that I'm just, I'm super thankful for the year that I got to have with, with wheels. And, um, you know, he's, He's got a really, really bright future in front of him. Kevin, I, I love that you you brought up uh, that that Old Dominion game. Um, that's what I was thinking of as well with with Wheeler. Um, lots of people, and it, it, it becomes a cliche, right? Oh, so and so is putting it all on the line, or somebody's putting their body on the line. Um, but in in that instance, I mean, Patrick Wheeler personified that. I mean, that was a key moment in that game, and he absolutely put everything he had on the line to, to make that grab and did it. And, I mean, he, he paid the price for it. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, he saved, saved the team through running. You know, like I said, had bases loaded, uh, put out there on the line, and then went all out to, to make the catch. Um, and keep the lead for the Niners, and uh, – uh, in the long run, he he uh, had to miss a few weeks of the season after that. But um, yeah, I was going to say that team. that memory for him is is probably not um, it is uh, <laughs> noteworthy as it is to us. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move uh, let's move on to the R in Charlotte, which stood for relentless. Um, and in the relentless spot, uh, Coach Woody put Ryan Shanskowski. Um, from Mountain Home, Arkansas, uh, Mountain Home High School, um, which, by the way, I've never been. To, I've never been to Mountain. I've never been to Arkansas or Mountain Home, Arkansas. But Mountain Home just sounds like an awesome place. I mean, that just sounds. <laughs> that sounds like a cool place to visit. Uh, maybe, maybe one of these days would be on the list. Um, transferred into the Niners from Connors State College in Oklahoma. He made 20 career appearances, 13 as a starter for the Niners, pitched 78.1 innings, uh, recorded a record of 1-1 one one this season uh, when things uh, at the time the season ended, had a 4.07 ERA, 20 Ks against nine walks. Hitters were only hitting 225 against him, really just kind of coming in and do his own this year as 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 a Saturday guy and was really, you know, really going to get the job done in conference play. I really I hate we missed it all, but I really hate we missed that. Um, his parents, Ron and Alicia and sibling Caitlin, uh, I think they were um, they were set to come into town uh, a little later in the season. And we were going to get to get to meet those folks, but uh just didn't end up working out, obviously. But um, you want to talk about a guy that uh, that really improved and was constantly working to improve during his time here, Coach. That's Ryan Shanskowski. Yeah, I mean, I think I tweeted out probably the shortest tweet of all of the of all the seniors with him. Just that um, chance is a warrior, and you know, really to me, that's one of the highest compliments that I think. 
as a coach I can give to a player because a warrior to me is why he's relentless is, is somebody that you can throw anything at Ryan Chanskowski. You can, you can bring him in with the bases loaded, nobody out. You know, you can, you can throw some form of adversity, any kind of adversity on or off the field at him and he's going to handle it. And not only is he going to handle it, but he's going to attack it. And that is a trait and he's got it. And I dreaded having to go out and take him out of the ball game <laughs> um, because he's a senior and he, and he threw every pitch this year, like it was his last and you could see it. And so I, I, I better be dang sure that I'm taking him out of the game if I'm going out there. Because if I was hesitant, I better just keep my tail in the dugout. Um, well, there was one – at least because, one time, Coach, I, I, th- I thought he was not going to let you. Yeah, no, I mean, it, uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it just um, – <laughs> and, and, and we've got some other guys, but when it's a senior – when it's a senior that's got look in his eye, you just you respect it a little bit more because, I mean, I mean everybody's everybody's got a limited amount of time, you know, pitching in our program or any program. But um, in the seniors, you just I just I remember feeling I remember being a senior pitcher myself, and I remember when Coach Fox was coming out and you know to take me out of the game. It was like, you know. Chance kind of gave me that look and some, um, so <laughs> that was. Uh, and he w- and he was good to go. I mean, he was good to go. Like it was. I mean, we'd be we'd have a discussion. We'd be at a hundred. He's he's at one hundred and ten pitches, and he, and you know. But for me, you know, it was less about the pitch count and more about just you know what are my eyes seeing with Chance. And as long as Chance was looked like he's holding his stuff and he looked strong. You know, we were just, we were going to leave him in there and let him go. Um, because he's a warrior. He battles. Our, I, I think our defense loves being on the field when chance is on the mound. I think they look forward to taking the field and knowing that, you know, when the batter gets in the box, chance is on the mound. He's going to work quick. He's going to attack. He's going to be efficient. Um, all these things. So he's going to lay it on the line. He's going to get better when runners are in scoring position. So our defense looks forward to being there and, and, you know, it just makes everybody else around him better. So, and, you know, he's, he's a guy that he is, he has truly worked for, you know, everything that he's got. And that's no discredit to, you know, to his, you know, to talent or anything like that. He's very talented, but um, he is, he's worked extremely hard in the weight room and training and, preparation and watching hitters and talking to other guys like on the pitching staff, whether it's Colby Bruce or Andrew Roach or whoever, you know, these guys all talk and they all pick up stuff together and try to improve their games. Um, Chance was always from day one, incredibly welcoming to me, incredibly welcoming to some of the new things we were implementing with P3 and technology and, you know, training and free throw stuff and post throw stuff for those guys. Um, and that's huge. I mean, that's I'll, I'll forever be grateful to to guys like Chance and some of the other guys that were all the other guys that we're talking about. Who, when you come in as a new coach, you, you don't really know. You know, they're, they're, you might come in and, um, you know, seniors they've been here, they've done a certain thing a certain way. They they might say, "Hey, coach, this is how I, this is this is what I do." You know, I don't. I'm not interested in that high speed camera. I'm not interested in throwing that fly ball against the wall. I'm not interested in this. St. Louis group coming in and helping me train. Like I've got it. I'm, I'm good. And there was none of that. And in fact, it was the opposite. It was extremely chances, extremely open-minded and extremely welcoming. And I'll just, as, as a new coach, I'll share that. So, um, probably bright future. Um, he, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I could go on and on about chance with, you know, just how highly I think of him and his family. And he's uh, he was the second player that was uh, recognized with the gold standard locker label. So, um. yeah, for those who attended the banquet on, in Jan- late January, we uh, as a coaching staff we felt it was unanimous um, to to award him with that. So he was the second he was the second player to achieve that. 
that level. And, you know, hopefully these guys who are, who have become gold standard players and, you know, with that, when they leave that they'll have a gold standard nameplate in that locker for the, you know, the, if there's a, you know, the, the next year's player comes in as a freshman, um, you know, a junior college transfer or whatever it may be that there'll be, you know, a Ryan Shanskowski goal played in that locker or Todd Elwood played or Matt Brooks played in that locker for those guys um, so that they can be a reminder of, you know, the standard that's set in place here on a daily basis. And um, hopefully, hopefully those, those plates don't have to go in for another year, year or two. Um, I did notice during the NC state game that, uh, that the last, uh, last out was recorded. He was the first one out of the dugout on that, uh, on the, on the seat can't. that I was watching. So yeah, jumping that's over chance. the rail. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the L in Charlotte, the loyalty spot. Uh, Coach, you put Spencer R there. Uh, Spencer from Weatherford, Oklahoma, Weatherford High School, came to the Niners from Redlands Community College in Oklahoma, made 13 career appearances out of the pen, and his parents are Jim and Sharon with a sibling, Hagen. Uh, what what do you what would you like to tell us about Spencer? Yeah, I mean loyal, loyalty for me and our coaching staff is just. Um, it's unwavering. It, it's, it's things are going, things are going good. Uh, you've got each other's back. Things are going not so great. You got each other's back. And that's, uh, that's Spencer. I mean, Spencer can really pitch and gosh, he, he might be the nicest, he might be the nicest kid I've ever coached. And I mean, it is, it is, yes, sir. It is, you know, what can, you know, what can I do to help the team? It is, what do you need? It is open mind that if we want something, if we're in a bullpen set session and we, we want to move him to another side of the rubber, he's, he's, he's into it. Like it's just an incredible kid. I mean, phenomenal student, accounting major. He's already, he's already got some plans again, just to seeing how the next week or two goes, but you know, he's already, he's already going to graduate here with an accounting degree, have some really great opportunities to come home and work for, you know, with his family and, and the accounting and then potentially get a grad degree or a master's in accounting degree. Um, you know, again, so he's just, he's got an incredible future in front of him and just uh, love being around him on a daily basis. He came by the office before he drove back home to see his family um, when this was all going on. And we just sat in the office and talked for a little bit. And, um, you know, just teammates love him. Um, again, just, just kind of when it, when you think of loyalty and you think of, you think of just a great teammate, you think of Spencer Art. Very cool. And that another guy that, um, just seems like, uh, and this always happens with, with folks that are only here for two years, but, um, seemed like a guy, a lefty out of the pen that was, was going to have a, a chance to make a contribution before, before the season ended. And just like with all these other guys, we just, just hate that, that, that opportunity didn't come. Um, Kevin, why don't you move us over to the, uh, to the opportunity slot? All right. Yeah. The O for opportunity in the, uh, not across the chest, um, was, uh, coach put Nick Turnbull for, for that one. Uh, another guy we, uh, got to see uh, this fall. He came in as a grad, a grad transfer um, from Maryland. He spent um, spent two years at uh, Hartford Community College playing ball there, and then um, last year at University of Maryland before he came to Charlotte. Um, he uh, made eight appearances, one start for the Niners, uh, seven relief appearances, um, struck out 13 guys in 10 innings uh, over his course of this season. Um, Versatile pitcher, looks like going to be kind of a back end guy. Um, son of uh, Joe and Rose Turnbull, and he has one sister, Mallory. Uh, tell us a little bit more about um, your experience with Nick Turnbull this year. Yeah, Bull, I mean, just a phenomenal kid, phenomenal family. Uh, came to us, like you said, from Maryland. Um, we, we got here as a full coaching staff in July, and he was, his name was in the transfer portal um, in late July. I think he came in on a visit, a visit around 
August 3rd or 4th and then maybe like August 8th, 9th or 10th, he committed and then was in school August 22nd. So, you know, it was pretty, it was a pretty good whirlwind for him and his family and really went out on a limb to choose Charlotte. Um, they had some other options they gone back to Maryland if they wanted to. And they chose to come to Charlotte and part of our program and, and join us here. And, you know, just, just, uh, an incredible kid leader. Um, he's got, he's got some of the best kind of moxie and poise and presence on the mound of all of our pitchers. You can never really tell if he's cruising, striking out the sides to 92 to 94 with that. He's got, you know, or if he's, you know, he's, you know, having a battle and maybe not one of his best outings. He's the same guy each and every day. Um, and credible worker, you know, really strong. Who's going to have some, some options for baseball. Um, if, and when he, he gets done playing professionally or with us um, to, to go into and, and be really, really successful. So um, coach Robin, did a phenomenal job with, with, with Nick and, and his family and recruiting him this past, this past summer, kind of at the 11 and he really provided some great depth to our, uh, to our pitching staff. And like you said, he was, he was there for us in the crunch time, whether it was middle innings and getting out of jams or it was NC state, um, trying to hold trying to hold a lead for us and, and doing so and helping us win that game. Um, but just, you know, for us, I mean, for us, opportunity was, was a no brainer because, um, he's, he came in here with, with no guarantees. And the only thing we could promise was the opportunity and, you know, to make that appearances through the first 17 of the season and to develop that, that quickly a reputation of being a leader and a worker, um, in a new program that fast is just a credit to him and his, his personality and his, and his makeup and his leadership. So um, we're just, you know, we're, our whole coaching staff, we're, we're big fans of Nick Turnbull and the Turnbull family. And, you know, we're just, we're hopeful that this senior legislation or this eligibility legislation can pass. And, you know, guys like him can have an opportunity if they want to, to have another year with us. Uh, was Nick, was he the first um, first uh, player to sign when he took over as head coach? Yep, he was the first one. He was the first player that I Nick Turnbull was the first player that I, I had the, the the honor of offering a scholarship to and sitting down with, and he was the first player to commit. So um, always remember that one. Very cool. You can always be next, but only Nick can be first. That's right. Before we move on to uh, to toughness here, uh, a couple of producer Brad's handed me a couple of uh, uh, shout outs here from from social media. Uh, the McCabe's are listening in in Canada, as always. They're they're always and locked Cabes. in. So hello to the McCabe's up there. Hope everything is going well up there in the Great White North. And also uh, shout out to Kirby Sutherland who's checking in tonight on Facebook. So we're if if you're any. You know, we'll if you want if you've ever wanted your name said on the internet uh, and you're listening to us, um, producer Brad will pick it up and we'll say hi to you. So give us a give us a shout and we'll say hello. Appreciate you all listening in. So uh, we are to T in Charlotte, T for toughness. And coach, you put Carson Johnson in that slot, and I I'm not surprised, not one bit. Um, Carson from Springdale, Arkansas, Springdale High School, transferred to the Niners from Connors State College, uh, just like Ryan, um, over there in Oklahoma. Started 70 games. Uh, all 70 games he played as a Niner, he started, and he played second base for us, a career 309 hitter. Um, he was batting 324 when the season ended, but more, important, more importantly, he is a career 394 on-base percentage, and was on, he was 
Uh, he, he was at 422 this season for his own base percentage. So for anybody listening at home that doesn't need translation, and that's we have a very baseball-savvy audience here, the translation on that is, of course, that Carson spent a lot of time on the base paths. Uh, we want to say hello to Dad Sean, Mom Melinda, Sister Bree. Um, Dad Sean, you would usually sit behind us there at, at the Hayes, Kevin, and um, we got to meet uh, his mom, Melinda, and Sister Bree at um, – at the East Carolina series, they had come in from Arkansas, and we got a chance to to meet them. Lovely people, and enjoyed that. Um, Coach, keep in mind we you know we have a we have a we, we do have to close this out at some point. So tonight, so uh, what what do you have to say about Carson Johnson? Yeah, I mean Carson is just um, I mean tough kid as 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 you said in the label, but um, on base percentage, I mean that's the that's. Offensively, he's got our best our best plate discipline on the team. Rarely do you see him chase out of the zone. If you see him chase out of the zone once, you're not going to see him chase out of that same spot again. Um, just got great presence, beautiful swing, always in the cages with B-Rob and Coach Bick and Coach Simmons and Coach Stott. Just, um, you know, he's just always in that facility. Um, really, really did a great job of um, with our defensive shifts, had to play much more up the middle against right-handed hitters. We had to work really hard at some new angles and his, his range, um, and his and his arms and his arm strength there, and and um, just really did a great job. So he might be one of our most loved kids on the team. Um, there's just he's got that infectious personality where I think guys are just kind of naturally drawn to him. Um, he's like you know he's just always in the mix with 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 stuff going on. Um, over and there's some kind of commotion usually Carson's kind of in the mix so um yeah just that, that's really cool to hear his fan got to come up and see him at, you know in the ECU series there uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that they got to come up and um you know we're just he, he's like you said I mean it's, there's a lot of things you have to think about before a game starts when you're making out a lineup card as a manager head coach but Writing, you know, am I going to write in Carson Johnson's name? That was never really a question. Uh, so, uh, and that's a credit to him and how good of a player he is and how hard he's worked. And I bet he thought it, I was going to forget about him, but but I'm I'm not. Uh, we also need to send uh, send a hello to uh, Carson's grandfather, Mike Fincher, who Kevin might be our number one Twitter fan. It, it might be. I think he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't even think it's close. Yeah, Mr. Fincher is always all over all over Twitter. Yeah, he has lots of love. Every every put out there, he gives us love on it. So we appreciate it, and um, we appreciate the following, and uh, definitely appreciate Carson. Um, second base, a great hitter. Um, was looking forward to seeing what he was going to do this year, and um, uh, I had a feeling he was going to have a big season for us. Um, in the field, so. um, yeah, really, right. really. I, I, we keep saying this over and over, but it's so true. It's so true every time we say it. But I feel, I feel ridiculous for it. Man, it's a shame we didn't get to see. Uh, of course, it's a shame we didn't get to see. I mean, that's that's the whole point of all of this, right? Yeah. Is we, we we were all <laughs> we we all got cheated, and, and and again, I know bigger things going on in baseball, but still, gosh, that was going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> So the second T, tenacity. Uh, Coach, you put Rafi Vasquez in there. Uh, Annandale, Virginia, Bishop O'Connell High School came to the Niners from Florence, Darlington Tech, down in uh, in Darlington, South Carolina. Also played 70 games for the Niners, started 68 of them. Uh, a career 281 hitter, but more importantly, 494 slugging, 373 on base. That gets you an 867 OPS which if you're keeping track at home, pretty darn good. Um, what, what can you tell us about Rafi? Yeah, Raph, Raph and I are, it's pretty cool. He and I go back again to my Virginia Tech days, probably gosh, six ago recruiting him. Uh, I drove up one morning real early, probably seven, eight hours to go see him pitch as a high school junior. And uh, we talked about it before. It was probably one of the worst uh, one of the worst, it's probably the worst outing when I drove up there and saw it. And, um, so it ended up not working out. Lo and behold, he, he's an incredible hitter anyways. So, um, 
but, uh, but he and I go back like six years from the recruiting process at Virginia tech and getting to know each other. Um, I still had my, I still had his name on my phone from when we talked, you know, five, six years ago on the recruiting trail. So, uh, went to coastal and then went to Flodar and then, um, you know, Bob and staff brought him here. And I mean, he's one of those guys that when he goes off, he, he just, he goes off. Like it is, as soon as you see him hit one double or one home run, you can expect probably like five or six more on the next, you know, a few of bats because he just, he's kind of like that three point shooter behind the line. When he's hot, he's hot. So, um, you know, his plate discipline really went up for us this year. He drew its walks that really helped us um, sweep UMBC and sweep St. John's and and win that NC State game. So, um, you know, he started to do a lot more with the bat than just hit for power. Um, and he's um, he's an awesome kid. Um, one of the things I love about Raph is his individualism and just he's himself. Um, he's When you really get to know him, um, you just love to be around him, you appreciate his individuality and, um, you know, his, you know, you can't, you can't be all the same, be all the same guy. And I'm just always respect that about Raph and how he goes about it. And, um, he's one of our hardest kids in the workers in the weight room, one of our strongest guys in the weight room, he takes pride and being strong, get being strong and, and how he takes care of with his diet and stuff he puts in his system and that rubs off on other guys. Cause they got, they see him and how strong he is and, you know, guys, guys pick up on that. So, um, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's, it's been a neat journey for me just seeing going from that day up in Maryland, seeing him as a high school pitcher to being able to be his coach here at Charlotte. Um, it's, it's, it's been neat. So awesome kid. And, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm another one that I'm hopeful have an opportunity to uh, wear the uniform again, hopefully. Yeah, and we want to we want to say uh, say hello to uh, Rafi's parents, Raphael and Irma. Uh, he also has a sister, Brigitte. Um, so we we appreciate uh, the the Vasquez family and all that they've done to support Charlotte baseball. Um, one thing I loved watching about um, watching Rafi at the plate, um, his discipline, as you said, had gotten so much better. He was drawing a lot more walks, but. That that still doesn't replace for me watching him go opposite field. That was that was a specialty of his from the left hand side of the plate, and uh, it was it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, he's got serious oppo juice um, to all fields, uh, you know, really as well. Um, but like I said, I mean that continued plate discipline improvement for him. Um, you know, that's I think we were just getting started. I think he was. Um, he'd gotten, I mean, you notice he's wearing glasses this year and he didn't wear glasses last year. Um, and that was, that was a credit to our athletic training staff kind of realizing that, um, we needed to, um, get him some corrective lenses and, and help him see it a little bit better. Um, just little details like that. But so he was still, he was still kind of getting acclimated to that. And I don't, I don't, I think if he was, you know, he, he certainly and, and, and performed well early on, but our, we were talking about the other day that, you know, he was, he was just getting started. I think he was, he was going to be one of our guys that just really took off as the year went going. Went, went Corrective further. lenses worked for Ricky Vaughn. That's right. Yeah. It's, they, you know, <laughs> they can work for wild thing. I think they work for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun watching Rob. It's one of those guys that you had to put out a warning on Phil's road and a warning to the, folks walking on the greenway when he came up back because um, they might get a ball uh, to the head if they were, weren't paying attention out there. So, um, Yeah, he's got, he's got serious juice. Yeah, he took one off the, the, the batter against ECU. That's his, uh, his only homework of the year. That was, a, that was tremendous. So, mm. Dead center. So uh, Definitely a lot of juice. And um, like I said, hopefully, hopefully we get to see more of that at the Haze. Um, all right, moving on to the E, Charlotte, the last letter of the nine across the chest. Um, Coach, you, uh, you know, for energy, the E is for energy. And uh, Bobby Bruce was the, the player that you selected for that. Uh, can say a lot about local Charlotte, Charlotte product. He's from uh, went to South Mac High School. He's the the Duke bio out of the bull. Uh, 
uh, last year, all conference uh, Niners with eight saves. Uh, appeared in the most games for the Niners at 25. Struck out 43 and 41 innings pitch last year uh, and ended up with a 2-3 ERA. Um, this year he was doing he, – he was he – was, uh, improving on that as well. And all conference team, uh, those are in the conference. Uh, he was by uh, various pre publications, uh, all conference, conference pitcher. And uh, he was on named to the uh, 70 players in the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association Stopper of the Year Watch List, which is their prestigious. Um, it's coming out to the top. So uh, he had a lot of accolades preseason. Came into, um, made eight appearances, two saves uh, in 2020, uh, 20 Ks. He led the Ks uh, over 17.2 pitched. And like I said, five, five ERA, um, only batting uh, 169 against him over this, over this year. Uh, over his career, 84 appearances uh, for the Niners, 118 Ks and 131 innings pitched. And um, his career ERA was at 370 um, when the season ended. Uh, Colby's parents and has a brother, Clay. Um, fitting that he's the, the E in the last, the last uh, in nine across the chest, closing it out. Yeah, Colby was just um, a fantastic kid. And um, – one of the first players that I met outside with wheels, but he's probably, I think, I think Colby's the first pitcher that I met when I got to campus. It was like, I think I still had boxes in my office and I'm getting this text message from Colby Bruce. Hey coach, I'm around. Can I come see you? And he swung by and came by and just sat in my office over there in the field house before we moved up into the stadium. And we, we shot the bull and we hung out and just, you know, E for energy just because he's got such a good vibe about him. Um, again, just another kid. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell if he was having a tough day or the best day. He's just always the same guy. Um, just he's 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 got a goofy side to him. He's got a serious side to him, and he really knows how to kind of go be goofy when the team needs him to be goofy, and serious when the team needs him to be serious. And um, as you, I mean, as you touched on, one of the top preseason. Uh, top 70 pitchers um, in the country, stopper of the year watch list. I mean, there's 300 college baseball teams. Every one of us has about, you know, fifth, let's just say on average 15 pitchers. You do the math, 30 times 15, and he's in the top 70. I mean, it, that's that's a credit to him and what he's done, you know, in previous years and, and how hard he's worked. Um, again, stuff, stuff made a bit of a jump. Um, just because of how hard he's worked, that slider is one of the best sliders that I've gotten to coach. Um, it was really funny when we went back out there for the ninth inning, uh, he'd already thrown an inning in the third out of the bullpen against NC state uh, a few Tuesday nights ago to win that game. He goes back out there for the ninth and, you know, I think we call three sliders to the first hitter. We get him out and then we throw four, four sliders to get the second hitter out. And then I think we the third hitter, we get to a 2-0 count, and I call a fastball, and he shakes to a slider. And I said I, I said to one of the coaches next to me, I said, well, that's probably going to be the last fastball I call the rest of the game. Because uh, <laughs> if, he, if he's shaking off – if he's shaking 2-0 fastballs when he's already thrown eight sliders in a row, then he ain't going to throw another fastball. So uh, he ripped a good slider 2-0, got to 2-1, threw another good slider and out to Don left to to finish off that that victory, and um, you just can't take it for granted. Those guys, you can't take it for granted. Those those seniors that um, are great leaders, are team first guys who, um, you know that when you give them the ball, you just again the game's not over because it's not that easy. And there's only one Mariano Rivera all time, but uh, but man, Colby's pretty good. He's, he's pretty dang good. It's a good feeling as a coach when you got a lead and you're making a pitching change and Colby Bruce is jogging into the game. That's a, that's a pretty good feeling standing on that mound. So, um, again, you know, awesome pitcher, better person. I've really loved getting to get to know his family as well. Uh, um, Charlotte, Charlotte family, South, Mo South met grad. Um, and so you, you just, 
and he pitches like it. He pitches like he's passionate for this for this place, for this school and the city. And um, just another one again. I think he's going to have an opportunity. We'll we'll see what the major league draft does. Um, you know, we, we'd certainly if we, if the opportunity here in the next week or two present itself, we'd love to have him back. But um, I think whether he goes this summer or senior relief and and for these guys and they're able to come back next year, um, you know, he's going to have an opportunity at some, at some time to play at the next level. Um, I mean, I've, as, as coaches, we talk to scouts and, and, you know, we interact and they ask our opinions and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, you're going to draft Colby Bruce and whether you draft him this year or whenever it's going to, he's going to get to your, he's going to get to your double A team. And I mean, that's once you get to a double, once you get to double A, you got a shot to get to the big leagues as we all know. So I just I think that highly of Colby and um, how hard he's worked and prepared and getting the last three outs of the game that's not easy to do. That's it's and he he he's made it look easy for us here at Charlotte. So um, you know we'll see what shakes out. But um, big fan of Bruce, big fan of the Bruce family, and um, you know thankful I got to be his coach here for one year. Coach, I think uh, one of the there, there's so many great memories with with Colby, but I'll go with the most recent one um, was was that moment watching the the state game uh, on on television, and when I saw he was coming back out for the ninth, which of course he was coming back out for the ninth, but it, it was like well, I, you know that game was such a back and forth game, and I'm sort of on pins and needles like you know for for you know eight and a half innings. Um, yep. But when I saw the Colby coming back out, I just, I looked at my wife and said, we're, we're winning this game. She's like, well, let's go. no, no, no. We're winning this game. Colby's coming back out. He's not giving this up. We just won this game. <laughs> Colby's got this. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where you're at with him. That level of confidence is like, Oh man, these guys, <laughs> these guys in red are so screwed because Colby's not going to let them have this. Yeah. No, you, I mean, that's again, and that's, that is a, that is a luxury that is hard. You know, that is hard to do. There's not, there's not that many guys out there. Again, he's, he's in the top 70 for sure. I mean, if he's not in the, if he's not in the top 10, 20 or 30, then I'd like to see those other guys pitch because he's pretty good. Yeah. He also wants to be, he wants to take our spot. He wants to host the show as well. So hopefully he's got yeah. more, a lot more time to pitch but uh whenever he's not pitching maybe he can come in and then and take I, my think the fran- I think the franchise has got a future in what in podcasting i think I, I think he does any idiot can do it i, I promise you <laughs> <laughs> i was i was talking about me kevin not you that's all right it's implied you're talking about me as well <laughs> no, no i was just talking about me i'm just you know we, we, we all just it? have producer brad here making a sound like you know we're yeah. halfway reasonable what is it what's what's the caddyshack line no, don't sell yourself short you're a tremendous slouch yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> don't sell yourself short judge you're a tremendous slouch oh uh, that's a yep. great line in a movie full of great lines all right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. We've we've gone through every senior, and and we want to thank you, thank those guys and those families. Uh, that's just as important um, for everything they've done for for Charlotte baseball. Um, wish wish we were having this conversation in May, obviously, but um, we were not going to let the moment pass without making sure that we did do this show um, so that we could we could say thank you um, and walk down memory lane a little bit with with each uh, each of you guys. And um, uh, I hope that hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we're going to, uh, be again, we're making a commitment here to keep coming back to you every week. Um, what, what will we be talking about by next week? I don't know. Maybe we'll have some news to share. Um, but either way, we're going to, we're going to keep coming back to you as, as long as the internet allows and, and we can, can maintain good, good, you know, social distancing here, um, and keep bringing you some Niner baseball talk just as long as we can throughout the remainder of what should be the season. Um, Kevin, this 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 has always been uh, it, all of this feels weird at this point, but a um, little little bittersweet here to be be talking about uh, about the seniors. Maybe not for the last time, but but uh, still, senior day always bittersweet. Yeah, it is, and it's uncertain right now, but it is uh, kind of uh, like very bittersweet, like you said, uh, going through talking about each of these guys. Um, just want to say thank you, appreciate you guys for for wearing the 
the nine across the chest and for uh, represented it well. Um, you guys represented the program well, and uh, I appreciate you guys. Coach Woody, you want to you want to give us your final thoughts on uh, on this group of guys? Yeah, I mean this is this is the first team as a head coach. You know, this will be this is my my first group of seniors. So there's there's been a ton of firsts uh, as you guys have, have seen unfold here this year. Um, but uh, I'll never forget this group of guys. Uh, I'm optimistic about not only the short term future in terms of the next year. Um, in terms of potentially having that opportunity to be back with us on the baseball side of things. But the, the neat thing is for me is, as I feel, I feel that we've got it, you know, in, in a short time here as the coach, I've, I've gotten to know these guys really well and their families. And I know that um, we'll be, we'll be connected for a long, long time. And that's, that's why you coach, you coach for the big picture. And, and these guys all have incredible futures long-term. And um, I know I speak for our entire coaching staff, just, um, we, we thank, we thank them for the four years that they've, you know, or, you know, their length or two years or one year, however length of time they've put in for us this year. We're, we're incredibly thankful for it. Um, as you said, Kevin, they've represented the nine across the chest, um, incredibly well, and they've laid a foundation for Charlotte baseball for, for years and years to come for sure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Um, if, if you do nothing else in the next week, take care of yourselves and take care of those around you. Um, find, us on, uh, find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, etc. We love hearing from you. Look for this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, etc., etc. Make sure to click subscribe in order to get notified when we post new content. All right, guys, we're not going to see you at the Haze this week or next week or who knows when, but we will eventually see you at the Hayes. Go Niners. <laughs>